107, Michael and Maddie, finally Friday morning, January 26th, 2024. Happy birthday to Wayne Gretzky, the great one. Number 99 is 63 today. Ellen's got a birthday today. What did you do for your birthday? Portia took me out for dinner, and then we had some lovely wine, and then we, well, you know what happened. Uh, <laughs> we played Boggle, and then... She is 66 years old today. Sportscaster Bob Euchre. Just a bit outside. He is 89 years old. 31 years ago tonight, Bill and Hillary Clinton appearing on 60 Minutes. That allegation is false saying the rumors about Bill's infidelity were not relevant to the campaign for president. On that same date, six years later, this famous line. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. President Clinton forcefully denying having an affair with a White House intern. Lots going on four years ago today. Five cases of COVID confirmed in the U.S., including new cases in California and Arizona, and all of those infected people had traveled to Wuhan, China. That night... I'm the bad guy. Duh. 18-year-old Billie Eilish made history at the Grammy Awards, becoming the youngest to sweep Best New Artist, Best Album, Record, and Song of the Year. And just hours before the Grammy Awards started that night, the world found out about this tragedy. Breaking news in this Sunday afternoon. Five-time NBA champion, former league MVP Kobe Bryant died earlier this afternoon in Los Angeles in a helicopter crash. The former Lakers star was 41 years old. Fun 107.
we're going to see that continue through throughout the morning, says Sassy Del Carmen in the ABC 6 Weather Center. Friday morning, though, and uh, we've got a chance for you to win coming up in just a little bit here, but we've got uh, 39 out there right now at Fun Mudder Center. Bringing your taste of Hollywood right here to the South Coast, and we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's Entertainment Update on Fun 107. So there is a meme going around starring the King of Queens himself, Kevin James. If you've been on the internet, you've seen this meme. His hands in his pocket. He's looking a little coy, a little a little shy in the image. And he was recently on Jimmy Fallon. So Jimmy, being Jimmy, had to ask him about his meme. It's, it's sweeping the internet. And he admitted, Kevin that he did remember posing for the shot when it was taken during the early days of the series, which ran from 1998 to 2007. When you first get a sitcom, you just listen to any, but you're just so happy to be there. Of course. And the photographer who had no, he was just telling me to do goofy things. And he was like, smile now like you're sexy, now like you're, you're, you're shy, but now you're kind of, and I got into this position where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And then I said, well, Please bury that one. And he yeah. goes, yeah, no worries. That won't come back. <laughs> so ridiculous. That's awesome. Uh, leave it up to Jimmy to find some of the best memes uh, surrounding that photo. And it's basically like if you do something really good. So it's like when you're in charge of the ox cord and everybody says, wow, who's playing this playlist? You give him a little yeah, Kevin yeah, James. Yeah. You give him a little Kevin James. Um when I cook for new people and somebody says, wow, you made this? <laughs> so good. Uh, so obviously, he's a, he was a little embarrassed by it. He was definitely a little embarrassed, but he, he embraced it. Um, and I think he's doing a little media run because he has a new special. He has a new comedy special out. I want to say it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not seeing that would be it nice. here. But I believe it's on Amazon. I'll have to double check that. But... I love stand up and Kevin James is hilarious. So I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I don't and, think he uh, swears a lot in his show. No, I think he's more of a clean cut guy. Yeah. I think he's more of like a I don't want to call I think he's like more of a like a self harm not self harm, but like Depre- self deprecating. Yeah, like he'll yeah, he really <laughs> He's very lively. Like, he'll use his body for the jokes, too. Yeah, he's, that's the yeah. best part. Yeah, he, he's a funny guy. So keep your eyes out for that one. Justin Timberlake apparently was just pumping out songs for his new album that's coming out. He recently did an interview to talk about his new project, uh, his first album in six years, Everything I Thought It Was. I did. I worked for a long time on this album, and I ended up with, like, 100 songs. So narrowing them down to 18 was was a thing and then yeah i'm I'm really excited about this album it's i think every artist probably says this but it's my it is my best work a hundred songs a hundred songs narrowing it down to 18 that's just wild i can't even write one never that's mind that's just 100. so crazy i mean i'm sure he's been working on this for quite some time but he said that everything I thought it was, which is the title, has moments that are incredibly honest, but also there's a lot of fun on this album. He further elaborated saying that the title comes from how some of the songs are more introspective and some of them are more of what I think people know me for. Um, he said I was able on some of the songs to look back at the past and have a real, uh, not a refracted perspective of what it was because they always say, you always hear that thing about, well, there's never any truth. There's just everybody's perspective. 
Um, so he's a do- he's gonna be doing a lot of storytelling on this album. It sounds like, um, which is great. I guess he'll be um, returning to Saturday Night Live tomorrow. So that's oh, no gonna way. be really really oh, good. I love him on um, SNL. Well, I guess he's gonna be the musical guest. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm sure he'll, oh, he'll hop he'll into be in skits. He'll, yeah. he'll hop into some skits for sure. He's so funny. He's so funny. Uh, so I wonder. I'm not seeing a release date on this album. Do you know the release date, Michael? Um, no, I don't. Yeah. Well, at least we have the new single, Selfish. Uh, we are playing it on Fun 107, so stay tuned on that one. Taylor Swift reportedly furious over X-rated, AI-generated photos of her circulating around social media. She's considering taking legal action after the graphic images from a website went viral this week. Whether or not legal action will be taken is being decided, but there is one thing that is clear. These fake AI-generated images are abusive, offensive, exploitative, and done without Taylor's consent or knowledge, said Taylor's team. The Twitter account that posted them does not exist anymore. Uh It is shocking that the social media platform even let them be up to begin with, Elon. But then again, Talking to you, Elon. There's, there's a reason that they were posting on Twitter because Elon is all about free speech and anybody can say anything on Twitter. But you can put up X-rated photos on Twitter? Apparently. I guess. I don't know. Um, the report said Swift's family and friends are furious, saying legislation needs to be passed to prevent this and laws must be enacted. Aren't they already on the books? I mean, you can't use somebody's likeness like that. I mean, I just... Well, I, that's the whole thing about AI, I thought. It's... Yeah, it's crazy. Nothing. It really is. Yeah, nothing scripted yet for AI. I know what you're talking about for those laws, but nothing yet for AI. That was like the whole thing. No, you're everything. right. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, she hasn't talked about the scandal just yet, but her legion of loyal fans were quick to flood X, aka Twitter, uh, with positive posts about her in attempt to kind of push down the inappropriate ones. So. I will say this article even said like we saw the photos we're not we're not sharing them so I was like that's good because it's so easy for tabloids to be like did you see the photos and like you know share them so I'm glad they didn't All right Gazelle pull those photos up over there oh my you <laughs> nasty <laughs> more entertainment news on the fun 107 fun 107 Michael and Maddie got some rain out there this morning and uh, gonna see highs in the 40s today I'm tired. Oh, that's right. You were at the uh, dunk last night, right? The amp. Yeah, come on, man. Get with the times. The amp. I was ringside at Rough and Rowdy, Barstool Sports Rough and Rowdy, and... Did you bump into your boy last night? Which boy? David Portnoy. I did see him. It was impossible to get to him. Yeah. Impossible. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say impossible. I'm sure I could have finagled my way over there, but I didn't want to be that person. You don't person. want to be the pushy girl. I didn't want to be that person, you know? But I, so this is coming from a person who is an amateur kickboxer. It takes it pretty seriously. My husband is a professional fighter. We didn't have very much expectation for last night. When I tell you, Ross and I had the best time. Oh, man. It was so entertaining. So these are amateur fighters. Never fought before ever. The majority of these people have never even lifted their hands to hit anyone in their life. What like a concept. It is just people looking to get in there and just go to war for a minute. 
It is three rounds at one minute each. And they were playing music the whole time. They what, during st- the fight? Yeah, they didn't stop the music. Okay. So I they're like fighting it, like with music. Well, to be, to be honest, I was a little um, surprised. The, the time I went to go watch you fight, mm-hmm. that also happened. It wasn't like well, recognizable that, music. That's different. Muay Thai is incredibly different. So in Thailand, when you fight Muay Thai, they play Thai music in the background. And with each round, the, the music picks up the pace a little bit. Yeah. And the fighters tend to pick up the pace from round to round. Smart. So that's totally different. All right. This <laughs> was not that. They were playing, you know. Like regular songs. Regular music, and it was really fun. Now, there were a lot of people um, from the South Coast there fighting. A, a lot of South Coast fighters there that uh, favored pretty well. It was hard to keep up with who was who because they would just, like, announce them really quick as they were walking out, and then they wouldn't mention it again. So it wasn't like the standard weighing in at 260 pounds. Like, they, they didn't really do that. So I was trying to keep up with all the South Coast fighters, and I just I couldn't. But I had my eye on, specifically, uh, the fighting Hawaiian. and The flying Hawaiian. The flying right? Hawaiian and Elkie. Uh, Elkie. Wilkie. Jesus. Wilkie <laughs> it was a long night. New Bedford. <laughs> And uh, the other guy was from Seekonk, so I was like, I gotta, I gotta pay attention to this one. So, uh, which was great. Wilkie comes out with bagpipes. Bagpipes are playing. They get into the ring. Now we're talking about over seven hundred pounds in this ring right now. <laughs> uh, so everybody's excited because it's a heavyweight fight, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they start going at it. This is, the, this is the first round. You hear the music playing. Does this guy feel walking around right now? Though oh, he feels yeah. like the king. He feels like so. That was only. Oh, he's a, back. Yeah, that was only a couple seconds into the first round, and now they're now they're going. Oh man, and, he's uh, landing face punch after face oh, punch. Come on now, yeah. come on, Wilkie, go. Yeah, so it was it was a lot of that for three rounds. Did Wilkie and, last uh, the three rounds? Wilkie did not last three rounds, but that boy has a chin, and he. Gave it a valiant effort, that's for oh. sure. Um, oh, no. But the flying Hawaiian came out victorious. So I, I snagged him after the fight. It was so loud in there. So please forgive my yelling and his yelling. But this is uh, the flying Hawaiian from Seekonk. So it was a battle of New Bedford and Seekonk. Seekonk came out on top. I'm here with the flying Hawaiian. What is your real name, sir? Sean. Sean, what's your last name? Sean How does it feel to be victorious tonight? Feels great. Was this the first time you fought? First fight ever. Ever? Have you ever thrown a punch before this fight? Not anything punching back. <laughs> oh, man. How does it feel to get in that ring? So great. I was a little nervous, but 10 seconds in, I knew I couldn't lose. How does it feel to represent Seekonk and all of the South Coast? Feels good. Feels good. I have to represent. It's my town. Yeah. This, so this is for Fun 107. Do you, want to, do you have any messages for the South Coast listeners? Want to shout out happy birthday, my brother Eddie, today. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Eddie. Congratulations. Happy birthday, Eddie. Happy so, that, birthday. so that was like, it was a, he was uh, very exhausted after that fight, and I don't blame him. But that was just, you know, one of the many, um, like, this was so entertaining. Like, at one point, so I want to say it was like the first or second fight, and these two men go at it. I'm sitting next to what I believe is the mother 
of one of the fighters. Her son loses. And they come out of the ring. They decide to interview the mom because she was so lively during the the fight. The the winner of the fight, so not her son, comes over. They start chirping at each other. The mom and the, the mom and the fighter. The mom punches the fighter in Stop the face. It. Oh man. In the face. Mom's gone wild. And this is not part of the show, right? It is not part of the show. <laughs> and Ross and I are sitting right there and we're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." <laughs> we felt like we were at Jerry Springer and it was <laughs> amazing. That was great. Um, <laughs> Big Cat. Where was she from? Do you remember? I don't. She's Brogdon all day. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. But uh, that was great. I think one of the funniest moments, though, was uh, his name is Big Cat. He's part of Barstool. He sings the national anthem for all of their shows and everything. And he was doing a great job. He had cue cards with the words of the national anthem. Oh, I was like, God. that's actually kind of smart. So I would, it's a classy I event. I would have that. Don't yeah. tell me it's a classy event. Honestly, though, I went in with zero expectations. We left on cloud nine, 10 out of 10 night. Yeah. I love the idea of just getting these random people have never yeah. fought before and just throwing them in there. See what happens. What the heck? Magic right. happened. That's what happened. Hear me out. I have long arms, okay? Do I not? Okay. All right. That's a good advantage for boxing, right? Okay. <laughs> I, I can't speak for anybody. I've never thrown a punch in my life. Would I be good for something like this? No. Why? <laughs> what do you mean? Just because you have long arms doesn't mean you're going to do well. I don't know. I mean, I, got, I have the car. had long arms. He didn't That's true. do very well, That's unfortunately. That's very true. If you don't know what you're doing, it doesn't matter how long your arms are. Oh, man. When's the next time they're doing this? I'm not sure, but when they come, we're, we're coming. Yeah. Get it. So that's Box a field trip. Oh, yeah. All of us. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Fun one. So last night in Providence at the uh, AMP, at the amp, not right, the dunk. There you go. Um, Dave Portnoy from Bar School Stool Sports uh, put on uh, a fun event with just basically just amateur people who've never been in a ring before fighting, which is kind of interesting. So fun. Um, so, did you happen to did did anybody catch where he ate last night? Because he he must have uh, gone out to a few restaurants. No. Uh, well, yeah. So it's not about uh, where he. Like it's basically like where did he not go? Um, he, I have the review from Merlino's Pizzeria. I, I don't know him? if it's safe for work. Okay. I don't know if we can play it just yet. We'll, are, you, we'll, are you familiar with Merlino's? I'm not, uh, and it's in Cranston, so I am uh, ashamed. But he went to Merlino's. Uh, he went back to uh, De Palmieri's Bakery, which is like a staple, um, and uh, that's actually owned by a good friend who does pizza art. Uh, Eric oh, Palmieri. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does. Um, he's done a portrait of Dave Portnoy before. So, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Dave revisited, which I thought was awesome. fantastic. Um, I think he went to a few other places as well. But yeah, I he went to places I didn't expect him to go. Honestly, Francesco's is that sound Fran familiar? Francesco's. Francesco's. Um, nice slice. Yeah, a lot of these places I've never heard of. Indeed, which, is which is the whole point, right? They're yeah, trying to get these people sure. on the on the map. That's yeah, nice. for sure. I love this one right here. They made a sign that says "We want Portnoy," and he answered. Francesca. So I, I, that's so great. Francesca's did that, um, or Francesco's rather. So I mean, that was that good pizza. I'm sorry, Providence has got good pizza. Providence has good food. Like it yeah. Is, Top notch, top notch food. Wherever it wasn't you go. for that bridge, man, I'd be over there every day for lunch. Yeah. Just yeah, saying. don't even attempt it right now. It's, 
it's ridiculous. But he was there watching the fights. Oh, yeah. He was there front row and center, and he was dialed in the whole time. He, he was commentating with uh, his two coworkers, and he, yeah, was Everybody definitely trying to talk loving to him? it. No, because you couldn't really get to him. Like, so there's the ring, and then there's the, like, galley around the ring, basically, where VIP, like, VIP people sit, media sits, um, production, all that good stuff, right? You, you have, like, a track that you can walk around. There's seats, whatever. And then him and his cohorts all are at a table ringside. And then he had a security guard right behind him. So... I took that as don't I don't want to. I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. Okay, so don't, don't tell me about your your potential business idea. Yeah, and don't tell me you know like you're my biggest fan. You know, like so like so I took that as a sign. Like, okay, I'm not gonna go up to him. You know, I probably could have. I had a staff lanyard. You know, but I just I I chickened out. I chickened out. Yeah, you took the high road. I think I think you did. Yeah, people. I mean, go I have videos time. of them. So, <laughs> any of the finders trying to talk to him? Not really, because um, again, you couldn't really. Because once you're once you're fighting, you have to leave the ring and just go see the doctor, and then you're done. Um, but there was one kid who caught my attention because he took the opportunity to uh, talk about his business, and he was like, "The only reason I'm here is to get in front of Dave Portnoy. I have a, my own small business, and he's like raffling off, like running through like." This was my revenue. This was my game. Up in the ring? Uh, yeah. And he's like, this is what it's called. He goes, I'll see you in the back, Dave. I got your next venture. <laughs> and win? I was like, that is incredible. Yes, he won. Oh, there and, you go. Uh, the whole time, Dave's like nodding his head and like gave him a little clap because like you got to respect it. Like, yeah, also, he actually got in the ring too just for that moment. Well, and I knew I met him prior to the event and I knew he was going to do that. And so I was like, that's that's an entrepreneur. It is 655. Phil Devitt, he is standing by in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom with a look at this morning's headlines. Well, it's hard for some folks to imagine, but South Coast Rail is happening. And in fact, phase one of it is almost complete. Fall River Mayor Paul Coogan says he expects service from the South Coast to Boston to start in May or June as the state wraps up some safety checks. Upgrades include lighting along railroad crossings and working with the traffic app Waze to let drivers know when they're approaching those crossings. A Connecticut man has been charged in a Fall River shooting death. 22-year-old Angel Fabian Robles Nicasio was taken into custody Tuesday following an unrelated investigation. He's charged with murder, carrying an illegal firearm, and conspiracy to traffic cocaine. He's accused of killing 44-year-old Juan Manuel Batista Castro in December. Senator Elizabeth Warren is introducing a bill in Congress that seeks to support commercial fishermen and sustainable fisheries. The bill seeks to modernize outdated regulations that govern commercial fishing on the Atlantic coast. Warren says the regulations have not been updated in decades despite a dramatic change in fish locations because of climate change. It would also require a regular review of fisheries to make sure they're able to continue operating into the future. A Rhode Island lawmaker is calling on the state's transportation director to resign over the failing Washington Bridge 
connecting Providence and East Providence over I-195. Peter Alvidi says he won't reside. A new study finds babies born to mothers who had COVID while pregnant have unusually high rates of respiratory distress. Previous studies have found contracting COVID while pregnant is associated with adverse health risks for both mothers and newborns. But the new research found there could be long-term consequences for the children. Babies of unvaccinated mothers had three times the likelihood of experiencing respiratory distress. And the Clydesdales are coming back to the Super Bowl. St. Louis-based Anheuser-Busch has released a 15-second video clip teasing the return of the trademark Budweiser draft horses. The beer company stopped airing commercials with the horses during the Super Bowl three years ago as it said it wanted to raise awareness about the COVID-19 vaccine along with the Ad Council. The Super Bowl airs February 11th on CBS, Paramount Plus, and Nickelodeon. In sports, the Boston Bruins beat the Ottawa Senators in overtime Thursday, a 3-2 win. They play the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow, and the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat 143-110. They host the LA Clippers tomorrow. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chard Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Debit for Fun. is back, and that's called Yes And. It's Michael and Maddie, and some pretty exciting news for some Dartmouth public school kids, one of their teachers is going to be going on the Wheel of Fortune next week. Wow, there's a lot of local people on Wheel of Fortune lately. I was just saying that, like, another South Coast teacher made it just a few months back. And I'll be I'll be speaking with a Providence woman later today who, her, her episode just aired as well. Come on, really? Where to God, Becky Bass. So, I actually work out with this, this woman. She's Kelsey a really nice... Branca, She's what? Really nice lady. No, Kelsey's so nice. We, she's a, I think she teaches second grade. I might be wrong on that. And I think it's the Potter School. I might be wrong on that. First grade teacher. First summer grade? in Dartmouth. Okay. That's all we, that's all we know. Um, but uh, no, I work out with her at CrossFit Dartmouth. And she, you know, she kicks my butt every single time, which isn't very hard to she's do. She's a beast. She really is. Yeah. But, uh, Gazelle was just saying, you know, you know, it's a good choice on Wheel of Fortune's part because if you if you know her, if she's like, you know, has been a teacher of your one of your children, you know, like she's like the most bubbly, upbeat, like just really f- nice person, you know. And uh, so for for her to be on Wheel of Fortune, it's it's just a good match. So this is going to be on Wednesday night, Wednesday night at seven. That's so cool. And what about you? What what's your Providence person? She was on last week's. Oh, so she was already on. She was already on. Yeah. Yeah. So the, or the, the, uh, Monday, rather. This Monday, I believe, she was on. This The weird thing about this is, you know, she, Kelsey puts it up on her Facebook. Oh, I'm going to be on Wheel of Fortune. So she she knows what happened. Like, she knows. Of course, yeah. Did she, you know, but, you know, did she win big? Did you she, didn't interrogate her, did you? No. Good. No, 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 no. She's, That's not, she's not allowed to tell. Yeah, she has. She's definitely not allowed to tell. Yeah, but I know your antics is what I'm saying. The girl's already got enough stress and like, you know oh, pressure keeping it in. Is that a new car in the parking lot? <laughs> did you win a new car? Did you win a trip? You look a little tan there, Kelsey. Did you go to Hawaii? What was the big prize? Oh man! And who's uh, who's doing Wheel of Fortune right now? Is it still Pat Sajak? Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. Okay. Not I mean, Ryan yet. But that's awesome because these these are the last days of Pat Sajak. Yeah, that's true. What a great way to like. Yeah, so she see got him. to be on OG. OG. I have, so, I have so many questions. Like, how big is the wheel, really? How heavy is it? You know, does your brain go blank? Because some of these people, I'm like, <laughs> how, do, how do you not know the answer? 
I think the wheel isn't it? It's underwhelming. The wheel. I think it's smaller I've than you think. I've heard that it's a lot smaller than you think. Yeah, I want this wheel to be like, you know, the size of a trampoline, <laughs> and I want to put everything. Because you look at them, they look like they put everything into it. You know. Yeah. It does look like it's it's weighted. Yeah. We'll ask Kelsey heavy. about that. We're, we're gonna see if we can talk to it's her. A good thing she works week. out. That's right. Yeah, she should be in good shape with the CrossFit Dartmouth. 750. 90-second news update. We've got Phil Devitt standing by in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. Light at the end of the tunnel. South Coast Rail is close to being done. Phase one, anyway, though we'll have to wait a few more months. The State Department of Transportation says the Fall River to Boston route is just about done, with work still being completed further up the tracks. Fall River Mayor Paul Coogan says we're looking at May or June for a start date. The state says it's focusing on safety, adding lighting to crossing gates and working with GPS app Waze to alert drivers when they're approaching crossings. A Connecticut man is charged with murder in the shooting death of someone in Fall River. 22-year-old Fabian Robles Nicasio is in custody in that state. He's accused of killing 44-year-old Juan Manuel Batista Castro in December. Governor Maura Healey has issued an executive order that removes a college degree requirement from most state job listings. Healey's order seeks to have state hiring managers use a skill-based approach to choosing candidates. Healey says removing the degree requirement will expand the pool of applicants and bring in more talent. She says over time, the policy change will help the state to build a more inclusive, skilled workforce. A Rhode Island lawmaker is calling on that state's head of transportation to resign over the Washington Bridge closure, but Peter Alviti says he has no plans to step down. This days after he said the closed span could need long-term repairs or even a full replacement. The state of Alabama has put Kenneth Eugene Smith to death by nitrogen hypoxia, the nation's first First execution by the new method. He was sentenced to death for a 1988 murder and lived through a botched 2022 execution attempt. An attorney for Smith had asked the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to block the execution, arguing the untested method may violate the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected the final appeal, paving the way for Thursday night's execution. And many young adults aren't financially independent. That's according to a recent report from the Pew Research Center, which found that those aged 18 to 24 are most likely to rely on their parents for financial support. But the study also found that people in their early 30s also need assistance, with almost one in five saying their folks help out with the household bills. In sports, the Boston Bruins bounced back from their recent loss with a 3-2 win over the Ottawa Senators in overtime yesterday. They visit the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow afternoon, and the Boston Celtics captured their third straight win after blowing out the Heat 143-110. to They host the L.A. Clippers tomorrow night. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun. He's up in the 40s. I want to give a little PSA for anybody out there preparing for Valentine's Day because, honestly, we're about, like, 20 days away, right? 20 days is going to go by like this. We already know it's going to be quick. You know what? And why wait until February 14th at 9 a.m. to start thinking about it? (laughs) Yeah, Michael. Right? Why don't you start thinking about it now when you can really make a, a splash? Oh, I see what you did there. Now, every year, the, one of the toughest thing, at least for, for me, is surprising my wife with something different, something I didn't do the, the, the year before. So you got to calm down with that. Yeah. you got to set the bar a little lower. Yeah, I already so messed can, up. Yeah, so you can build and build and build. Exactly. But I think I can take it to the next level, and I don't have to go far. From my house, it is 0.6 miles Okay, right away. Not bad. There's a little hotel in New Bedford called the Whaler Inn. And the Whaler Inn 
is home to one of the only in this entire area. Maybe you can go down to Hyannis that has a heart-shaped hot tub. Let me tell you guys, you want you want to romanticize somebody? <laughs> this is the way to go. And you just this, this is a place you used to be called the Days Inn. Yep. Put your head on my shoulder. Oh yeah. I mean, picture it. Let me let me paint the picture. Candlelit hot tub experience. You get some <laughs> bubbles to put in the hot tub. Maybe some of those with those bath bombs in there. They don't have room service, but you can maybe get a pizza, bring that into there, and just soak the night away. <laughs> Would you really do that? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maddie, My answer thoughts? is absolutely not. <laughs> Here's the I'm thing. So- and this is no shade towards the inn. I am sure that they take very good care of their inn, but I will never get into a hot tub in a public setting. And, and no matter where that hot tub no is. No matter where that hot tub or that public setting is, that is disgusting. Oh. <laughs> I do not want to sit in other people's dead skin. Well, I will tell you, Maddie, you're not the only one who... There's a lot of people who agree with you. A lot of people. Um, you just don't know. You don't know how often it's cleaned, if it's cleaned, why is it heart-shaped, are people using it correctly? Are people using it weirdly? I don't know. Too much. I can't even read I just, the comments. I can't. They're all not the best. But you know, hey, give them a little bit of slack. Hey, you have to points travel. for creativity. Yes. You want to go all the way to Hyannis and spend a night in Hyannis? Do they still have that place down there? They do, yeah. Cuddles and bubbles? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, is this not enticing or what? Look at that. It's a nice, clean room. Looks like he's the only problem is though it looks a little small. Um, I don't fit in a lot of bathtubs, even on a honeymoon. Paid a lot of money for a, a bathtub on the balcony. I didn't even fit in, so there's that. But you know what? You don't have to spend thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds, and there you go. Just like hundred bucks a night or something like that. I, actually, I don't think it's that much. I think it's like seventy bucks a night. <laughs> not making it better. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> well, oh, listen, all I'm trying to say is the point of all this: if you don't have any plans for Valentine's Day, you want to romanticize the hell out of your your partner, the one you love. I don't care. Go for it. There's a hotel in New Bedford that's got this incredible heart-shaped hot tub waiting for you. I'm not sure if you just destroyed their business or helped them. Yeah. <laughs> it is 826. 90-second news update. Phil Devitt is in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. Well, it's hard for some folks to imagine, but South Coast Rail is happening. And, in fact, phase one of it is almost complete. Fall River Mayor Paul Coogan says he expects service from the South Coast to Boston to start in May or June as the state wraps up some safety checks. Upgrades include lighting along railroad crossings, and working with the traffic app Ways to let drivers know when they're approaching those crossings. A Connecticut man has been charged in a Fall River shooting death. 22-year-old Angel Fabian Robles Nicasio was taken into custody Tuesday following an unrelated investigation. He's charged with murder, carrying an illegal firearm, and conspiracy to traffic cocaine. He's accused of killing 44-year-old Juan Manuel Batista Castro in December. Senator Elizabeth Warren is introducing a bill in Congress that seeks to support commercial fishermen and sustainable fisheries. The bill seeks to modernize outdated regulations that govern commercial fishing on the Atlantic coast.
Warren says the regulations have not been updated in decades despite a dramatic change in fish locations because of climate change. It would also require a regular review of fisheries to make sure they're able to continue operating into the future. A Rhode Island lawmaker is calling on the state's transportation director to resign over the failing Washington Bridge connecting Providence and East Providence over I-195. Peter Alviti says he won't resign. A new study finds babies born to mothers who had COVID while pregnant have unusually high rates of respiratory distress. Previous studies have found contracting COVID while pregnant is associated with adverse health risks for both mothers and newborns. But the new research found there could be long-term consequences for the children. Babies of unvaccinated mothers had three times the likelihood of experiencing respiratory distress. And the Clydesdales are coming back to the Super Bowl. St. Louis-based Anheuser-Busch has released a 15-second video clip teasing the return of the trademark Budweiser draft horses. The beer company stopped airing commercials with the horses during the Super Bowl three years ago as it said it wanted to raise awareness about the COVID-19 vaccine along with the Ad Council. The Super Bowl airs February 11th on CBS, Paramount Plus, and Nickelodeon. In sports, the Boston Bruins beat the Ottawa Senators in overtime Thursday, a 3-2 win. They play the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow, and the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat 143-110. They host the LA Clippers tomorrow. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chard Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Debit for Noon. And uh, Ceci says we could see some uh, scattered showers later this afternoon as well. So there's been a story that has been bubbling under for a long time, like between, I'd say it's probably close to a year or more that I first started hearing that um, Steward, which is the uh, company that owns St. Anne's Hospital and Hawthorne Medical Center, that they were having some financial troubles. And it's always kind of been like in the background and you kind of hear about it, but there's nothing really concrete to talk about. So like you never really went anywhere, you know what I mean? So I never really felt comfortable bringing it up on the air because, you know, whatever. I mean, what, what do you say? You've heard, like, these rumblings, but what, there's nothing really concrete. So that ended uh, yesterday when the Boston Globe came out with a story that talked about, and, and so basically the things that I'd been hearing was that Stewart was in some financial trouble, had a hard time paying bills, stuff like that. So yesterday, the Boston Globe comes out with a story that says, I mean, this is a gut-wrenching story about uh, a young mom who who had given birth uh, at one of Stewart's hospitals. And then she ended up having an issue the next day after the birth. And I'm not going to get into the details of it, but basically she had to be rushed into the operating room because there was some internal bleeding and the caregivers had a plan to quickly treat it, but the staff there soon realized that a piece of equipment that they were going to use to to help her... Was in her. No. Okay. That it wasn't available because it had been repossessed (gasps) because the place hadn't paid the company. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And and this woman ended up passing away. No, no, thirty nine years old. So, oh my god, that's the story in the Boston Globe. Um, So apparently, they just had not paid their bills. I mean, this is the end of Stewart, right? And they, I don't know, I don't know. It's got to be. And so they got repossessed. 
according to hospital staff there and according to the Boston Globe. So um, some of the staff members at the hospital had feared that this would happen, raised the alarm with executives, discussed it among themselves, but the warnings had not reached all staff. Now, as this emergency unfolded before them, they did not have the equipment that they needed. According to court records, this is all from the Boston Globe, similar invoices had been going unpaid for more than a year throughout the nine hospital steward system from elevator repair companies to staffing agencies that employ frontline workers. Two hospital executives told the Globe that steward doctors had begun asking other hospitals for permission to do their work elsewhere. The Globe reported this month that stewards' financial challenges have grown so acute that hospital executives and state officials are now working hurriedly to stave off a round of possible closures that they're worried could trigger a public health emergency. So think about this. If steward closes down here on the South Coast, St. Dan's, Hawthorne, all of that, everyone is going to be scrambling to go where? To St. Luke's? To Toby? To to Charlton? To South Coast Health. But South Coast Health, I mean... To Kent Kent County Hospital in Rhode Island? like How much can these hospitals absorb, though? You know what I mean? It's already a a problem, right? Mm -hmm. That's my mother. So they're, they're calling it a, quote, potential public health catastrophe. Oh, no. That is right there. And again, this is... This has been bubbling under for a while. Like, I've heard some crazy stories about, uh, from people who work there, about, like, for example, they couldn't make copies on their copying machines. They'd have to go across the street to CVS to make copies because... They couldn't afford they, ink? They hadn't paid the bill on the copying machines. Like, they you usually lease those things, and they didn't... I mean, this is just... I'm sorry, but where is the money going? So here's the here's what I think is going on. So South Coast Health is not a for-profit business. It's you know, it's a it's a charity. So it relies on donations from sponsors and the community and things like that and it's so it's not a for-profit business. And there are a lot of people who live in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that don't pay for their health care. So they they you know, a lot of people who do, but there are a lot of people who don't. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, whatever. It's just a fact. So when these people go in, there are a lot of people who aren't paying. So the hospital's not making any money. So if you're a charity, like it doesn't hurt you as bad because you're relying on sponsors, not people paying their for the health care. But like Stewart is a for-profit business, business, and there's not enough people paying. And so they're, they're, they're struggling to make ends meet and they react like a for-profit business. Like if you're running a reg, you know, if you're running a radio station, if you're running a restaurant, if, if you, if you're not making the money you need to be making cuts need to happen. So, you know, you deal with these things with staff cuts, things like that, or you take away necessary equipment. You don't pay, you know, your bills on some medical Oof. equipment and, and you that's know, wild. Um, some patients say they have struggled to access care with doctors blaming the system's financial problems as the cause. The health system did not respond to questions about how its financial troubles are affecting patients. So the Boston Globe asked Stewart about it and they didn't really want to talk about it. Not surprisingly. Uh, there was a January 12th email from a union president 
predicting that the coming weeks and months would be difficult. This is from like the unions, like nurses or things like that. Uh, it is long overdue for Stewart to address its mounting financial issues and the impact it has on workers and on patients. Um, this is a this is a person, a dialysis provider told Stewart it would stop providing services to several of its hospitals after a health this health system had failed to pay the company, according to some um, documents. Numbers like in the millions that they, they owe different vendors. Uh, here's an anesthesiologist who had worked with, worked as a contractor with uh, Stewart, said that he would be giving anesthesia to patients and then certain supplies wouldn't be on hand there that, they use regularly because Stewart did not pay the vendor. So he says that it's not that you can't do it. It just makes it more difficult. Quote, it adds a layer of complexity to my job that I wouldn't experience at another facility if he had the, the stuff he needed. Um, meanwhile, the chief executive of a large vendor that delivers services critical to multiple Stewart hospitals said that the vendor is currently owed just shy of a million dollars by Steward. That executive, who'd wanted to remain anonymous, uh, said that the company would be inclined to stop working with the hospital group if not for its concern over public health. So, like, that's a good company. Yes. They're, they're continuing to work knowing full well they're not going to get paid by this place, but they they know they're in the, the business of public health yeah. and they don't, they don't want to hurt people. Right. Quote, the only reason we've continued... They owe us big, but it's because if we stop, there's no one who can pick up the pieces. Oh, man. So. Well, this is incredibly troubling. It sure is. It's a big, big problem here. Like, you if, know, I'm, if, this, if I'm, a, you know, a mother or, or something, like, I don't feel comfortable going to Steward now. If, so, if, let's just say, if this could, continues down the road that has been going down for the past several years... You've got the, op the, the, the one option is it goes out and then this public health catastrophe, what the Boston Globe called it, with South Coast Health trying to absorb all these patients from, I don't see how it's viable. I just don't see it. There's also a potential scenario where Mass General comes down and saves the day and kind of takes over the whole thing and operates the facility, which to me, that'd be the best case scenario. That would be... Well, if you're listening that to Mass General. So I, was just, I was curious to see how many steward hospitals are in the state I think of Massachusetts. It's nine. It's ten. Ten. Okay. So that's ten gigantic hospitals mm. gone in Massachusetts. Nuts. That's scary. So just I mean, it's one of those things that again I've heard for a while, but I've just never it's so felt the need to be able to bring I I didn't feel comfortable to bring it here just because I mean, it's, you know, I mean that those findings are devastating because I'm, people's lives are literally at stake. Yeah, but I'm sure there are a lot of people like nodding their head yes, saying, "Yeah, I've heard about yeah. this. I've heard about this." And this is now like, like this welcome is, to the show. Here <laughs> this it is. is real. Fun yeah. 107, Michael and Maddie. I got him. I got him. Good. Ah, it's Friday morning. I love that Friday feeling. Friday morning and the whole weekend ahead of us. Well, I'm glad you're feeling good because yesterday I had. I'm going to coin this term, crippling embarrassment. <laughs> now, this goes way beyond embarrassment, okay? Um, 
I was on my phone and I'm scrolling through my social media. And if you don't know already, out of, let's just do the easy math, out of 5,000 friends on Facebook, I probably know like maybe 50. 50, like well known. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast these days. So I'm scrolling through and my, I don't know, I got fat thumbs. I accidentally liked something on a story, not just liked, but sent like heart-shaped eyes, fire emojis, you name it, (laughs) without even realizing it until like, what is that? And then you go back into your messages and you can see like what you just sent. Oh my God, you guys. Okay. So this was, I can't paint the, the exact picture, but let's just say the picture that I liked was like somebody's weight journey kind of and not only just a weight journey but they got augmentation so female yes okay i i felt like the world's biggest creep like i was waiting for like chris hansen to walk through the door just saying that she was showing off her surgery it wasn't even enhancement and then he was like love 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 oh my god (laughs) so are you just more embarrassed because you're a married man well, no, well, even if I'm single, that is the <laughs> creepiest thing. And it wasn't even that woman's but, See, thing. I don't think it's creepy. You don't think so? No, because she, she that, is it a she? It, it was a woman, but it came from a medical spa. So they were showing like- Okay, so she's clearly patients. proud of it and clearly wants to show the results. Yes. I'm sure her DMs were flooded. I don't Maybe. think I don't think you have to be embarrassed. I think I think what you should be embarrassed by is that you're a married man and you're sharing this on the radio. <laughs> well, I, I, I I told my wife immediately because I had that. This was an accident. Uh, yeah. I felt guilt immediately. I'm like, hey, look, at, I just I just did this. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I had to apologize. That's how guilty I felt. And then I I messaged the uh, the medical lab and I'm like, hey. Please ignore that. You messaged the I, medical I did. lab? I did. I just take wait, it down. Wait, so what the medical lab, so you liked the medical lab's post? Yeah, so like they're okay, sharing so their I'm patients. Okay, so I'm thinking you're liking the girl's post. No, Can't you is, unlike it? You can, but then it says so unsend. Even, that's even less weird. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Because they're trying to show the product and you're like, wow, this they're came out amazing. They're advertising. They are. I just, I felt like a creep. Like, I don't need that. Like, they're not advertising to Sounds me. Sounds like a guilty conscience to <laughs> me. Well, either way, I felt guilty. I felt embarrassed. And I... You lost your phone privileges. I, I give me your phone. I did. Give, give me your phone. Fine, fine.